I know all of you guys do too. Hey guys, welcome. Welcome to Fun with Red Pill. Uh, Freedom Force Battalion, if you're new here, I'm so glad that you're here. I hope that you will just go back and watch all the other videos. We have so much good news and we always look at the Q posts and the current events in the light of God's word and we're seeing what's happening. This is this is a great day, guys. This is such a wonderful day. So I want you to enjoy the ride, enjoy the show, uh, and not worry one little bit. Now, today I am going to go a little uh, crazy about something that is big. It's a big, big, giant deal. And really, in, it's, I'm probably going to entitle this uh, called The False Prophet. And so really helping us to understand what is that and how, what have they done. And it's very near and dear to my heart because it affected me greatly. Okay, so this morning I get up and um, I stayed up way too late last night. And I was watching this, this Netflix uh, video that someone had told me to watch. And so I'm going to take you guys on a little ride here because it's important that um, we understand. And there's, there's a lot of different opinion about it that I think this video is taking the country by storm. Uh, so I, it was so funny because I had talked with a buddy about it yesterday and he had seen it. I talked with my, one of my girlfriends called me this morning, first thing, and she, she could tell I was like really groggy. She says, what is up with you? I said, I was up way too late watching this movie and she was actually calling to ask me if I've seen this movie. So... <laughs> with Red Pill. Uh, Freedom Force Battalion, if you're new here, I'm so glad that you're here. I hope that you will just go back and watch all the other videos. We have so much good news and we always look at the Q posts and the current events in the light of God's word and we're seeing what's happening. This is, this is a great day, guys. This is such a wonderful day. So I want you to enjoy the ride, enjoy the show uh, and not worry one little bit. Now, today I am going to go a little uh, crazy about something that is big. It's a big, big, giant deal. And really, in, it's, I'm probably going to entitle this uh, called The False Prophet. And so really helping us to understand what is that and how what have they done. And it's very near and dear to my heart because it affected me greatly okay so this morning i get up and um i stayed up way too late last night and i was watching this this netflix uh, video that someone had told me to watch and so i'm going to take you guys on a little ride here because it's important that um, we understand and there's there's a lot of different opinion about it that i think 
this video is taking the country by storm. Uh, so I, it was so funny because I had talked with a buddy about it yesterday and he had seen it. I talked with my, one of my girlfriends called me this morning, first thing, and she, she could tell I was like really groggy. She says, what is up with you? I said, I was up way too late watching this movie and she was actually calling to ask me if I've seen this movie. So there's something going on. Now, I haven't done this yet, but I am interested to go to see the CEO list and see if Netflix is on there. I should probably just pause it and see if, that's, if, if, if they're on there because I have a feeling that maybe we have a new person in the Netflix. I'm not saying Netflix is good, but for whatever reason, this has come uh, it is being promoted on Netflix. Now, is it a perfect movie? No. Is it could it be used for evil? Yes. But it's exposing some of the nefarious things that have been going on and helps us to put another giant piece of the puzzle in, which we kind of knew, but not like this. This movie really brings it out. So here is the movie. It's called The Family. Doesn't that sound like a mafia organization or, you know, they also call it The Fellowship? I don't know if any of you guys have heard about this, but actually someone had posted on my site, but what do I think about it? And so I was like, well, I'll go look and see. And I've watched all five episodes already. So um, I will give you just a, a rundown of basically what it's about. So this is their website, the Fellowship Foundation, and it all looks wonderful. It looks wonderful. And the thing is, we as believers have been so trusting and so accepting and so believing, and we haven't really been suspicious enough, and we've just been way too trusting. That's just the fact. I, you know, I'm guilty, I have been until a couple of years ago, and now I don't, I don't trust hardly anybody. You know, I trust regular people. But the people who are in positions of leadership, I am very suspicious. I'm sorry, but that's just that's what I'm going to have to be until I know someone really, 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 really well. So this, um, you can check this out. It's called thefellowshipfoundation.org. Okay, so what is this about? This is, I'm going to show you, um, I was going to show you just a little a little snippet. I don't know if I'm... On a regular basis. This guy is... Uh, Inhofe. This is a senator. Okay, so this is an organization. Their offices are right next to the Capitol. Okay, um, and I'll actually show you where it is. I've, put, I've got a map open, and you'll see here, right here's the Capitol. Okay, here's the Capitol, U.S. Capitol, and right here is 133 C Street. C Street. You see C right there? C Street, and that's what it looks like if you're looking at it uh, from the street. Okay. It, that's just a, it's just a brownstone just like a typical all right so what is this about they call it technically a church some minister uh, some some senators have actually lived there for like six hundred dollars which is ridiculous because the, the going rate over there for even a one bedroom is like exorbitantly expensive is like twenty three hundred dollars i mean this is an absolutely amazing location right just just hopping a skip to the capital so what is this about in a nutshell, it is using Christ, the name of Jesus. This is my strong opinion, okay? After watching all five episodes and trying to get the, the skinny on it and, and looking at the connections that they have made, whatever. This is what I believe is happening. They're using the name of Jesus and using the Christianity for power, for power, 
just like the Pharisees, just like the Pharisees did. And senators are going and, and, and saying, oh, I'm just coming over here to, to tell you about Christ. And they're doing this as if they are just an, in a free person, a free agent, and just going on a mission trip. But now, if they were just doing it anonymously, that'd be one thing. But they're telling who they are, that they're a senator. And so this person, you know, some dictator in Africa or somewhere is now getting a connection and in. Okay, and so the next thing you know, a lot of things are going on, and they're like, "All we did was pray." Yeah, and that's not exactly all that that has happened. Okay, they're building up these relationships, and it all sounds wonderful on the surface, but once you start drilling down, then you realize, no, it's not. It's not what they thought. Now, this guy right here, he is invisible. This man is invisible. I know you're like, I can see him, Melissa. Okay, this guy, his name is Doug. Co, okay, and he just actually, y'all, he died supposedly a year, a, a month after President Trump took office. A month after he took office, he died, supposedly. <laughs> I still wonder if some of these people are have gone into an underground bunker. It says rocks and hills fall on us and hide us from the wrath of the Lamb. I'm telling you, I know that they know that they are in serious trouble because they are doing basically using their these positions as uh, as spies and and uh, you know, Lord only knows what Lord only knows what connections they have done, and so as I, I'll tell you just a little bit more about it, and you can go and, and look. But he doesn't want anyone to really know his name, so he's always oh acting like he's just so humble and just so you know unassuming, and he's he's just you know being in just you know, just wants to be about Jesus. Oh, oh, if I would not want, I would not want to go and face the Lord and know that I had used his name for evil. Oh, I'll tell you one thing. If you guys are new or if you're not new, I'm telling you, I am very careful. I'm just like, this is, I'm going to speak his words. And I, I am very scared to speak anything that's not his words. And I'll, I just assume not speak a word if it is not, you know, true and with the right motive and all of that. I'm very, I don't play. Y'all know I do not play with the word of God. It, it's, Paul talks about it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. He is so patient. But that's the biggest problem with it is that they've taken his patience for, for that he'll just overlook sin. And that's what he will not do. That is what he will not do. Okay, so this the, the reason that I'm so piping hot about this is because when I was young, gosh, young, 10 years old, I was brought out on a profession of faith. And they said, come down, walk this aisle. And they said, do you believe that Jesus is is uh, is the Savior? I said, yes, I do. Do you believe that he died on the cross? Yes, I do. Well, then let's go. Let's go baptize this girl because she believes. I didn't believe any more than a billy goat. I did not truly believe, have true saving faith any more than flying to the moon. They have skipped repentance completely. Completely. And if you if you watch that movie I just gave you the other day about the Pilgrim's Progress, the whole thing that, 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 that there's one where they come up over the wall to get into the narrow way, they, they just skip past 
repentance, going through the narrow gate. And I'll read that passage to you right now. It says in Matthew, enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way that leads to life. And there are few who find it. That is so makes me so angry because I was lost and they gave me every indication. Oh, you're saved. You're saved. You're going to heaven and don't worry about it. Don't worry about your life. And, and if you're walking with him, don't worry about it. And I sang solos. I went on mission trips and I was lost. I was lost as I could be. I even went down oh, and I'm like, I think I missed something because I really don't feel some of the things that I hear maybe other people say, you know, and they're like, oh, Pat, 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 you're okay, just Pat. No, baby, you're just growing up and you just, blah, blah, blah. oh, no. September 8th, 1984, so my birthday's coming up. I call that my spiritual birthday. I truly surrender my heart to Christ. And I realized this is totally different. This is, I hear him speak to me. He's speaking to me through his word. This is the real deal. And I was like, what? And I realized now, because I'm going to read the word, I'm like, oh my goodness, I was lost. I was going to hell. And they lied to me. They lied to me. All right, I'm calming down. It's very, it's a big deal. And so like with, with the youth that I work with, I am, I do not bring them out on some profession of faith because they, as soon as I tell them to convince them to, to believe them, somebody else will unconvince them. We got to see the rubber meeting the road and the real deal going on in, in our lives. Okay. So I'll, and I'll read to that from Romans chapter two, what it says there, but this is what this is going on. You remember this guy, the governor of South Carolina, I think his name is Mike Sanford. He he was cheating on his wife with this woman and we're that whole whole balloon. He's supposedly in the Appalachian mountains and he's hugged a big to do. He comes out and he of his own in his heart. He's like, I have to step down. I know I don't deserve to be in this position of authority. I'm going to have to step down. Next thing you know, he goes over to C street, wherever I put it, he goes over here to talk to these people at the fellowship and they're like, oh no, no, we just, we're gonna redeem this situation and we're gonna pat, pat, pat on the shoulder and you're, you're fine, you're a good man and you know, God will, God will use you in this position. Just like, and they, they use David, they use the King David. They say, oh, remember how King David, he messed up and the Lord just, he redeemed it and he was still in this position. That has been used for evil. And I know David, King David is sick about how people have used his example, his bad example, because he did 99 things great for one thing and bad. This is the thing. If someone were to tell you that, I'd say, okay, do we want to go back to kings? Do we, is that what you're saying? We need to have a king who has, you know, can, can do evil with impunity and no one can do anything about it. And that we don't pull, remove them position, from positions of authority? Is that really what you want? Remember when Samuel was told, you know, yes, go ahead and let them have a king. And, and Samuel said, you guys are not going to like it. We have a king because the king is going to do whatever he pleases. And you're not going to like it sometimes. And you won't have anything that you can say about it. And that's why when we got over here, we said, no, we don't want a king. We want to have people who are elected. I know the people who have been elected have truly not been elected. 
that's another story. But the point is, the people have been, uh, are, it is imperative that people are removed from positions of authority if they are, do, are not using these positions for right, okay? And so I was, I was sharing this with, with a friend. We were talking about it. Oh, yeah, well, you know, I think that, you know, they're, they're trying to make Christians look mean because whatever or whatever. The point is, what do you do if someone in a ministry has, is cheating on the wife? What the, or if they hurt a child or, or they ste- they're stealing, do you leave them in that position? Do you know what? These people would say yes. They say, yes, you leave them in that position and you help them to work through. The problem is they're ripe for being blackmailed and used. But beyond that, <laughs> there's, there has to be consequences. Our society is crumbling because we don't have consequences. And <laughs> 115,000 sealed federal indictments are showing us we're going to have some serious consequences here in a minute. Yeah. We're going to have some serious consequences. So that's the good news that we are, this day is, is coming to a screeching halt where people get away with evil, with impunity. And so that is what is going on. Same thing happened with this guy, this guy, this guy right here, John Ensign. I don't remember that, but this guy, okay, this guy right here and this girl right here were married. So he was assisting the senator's ensign. And so next thing you know, they start sleeping together. And so they are both going to this church. They're both, they're both going to this church. I keep losing. Because <laughs> it's not in a church. Anyway, I got to tell you all something else that happened at this other church that I was going to. But anyway, so, so they're going to this church. And so this guy, whatever, I can't, I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. This guy, we'll call him Fred. Fred expects when he goes to this group, this fellowship, and he tells them that my wife and Ensign are, are sleeping together, he expects them to say, you know, we're going to have to deal with this and he's going to have to remove, be removed from his position. He expects them to handle it properly. Guess what they did? Whitewash the whole thing. Whitewashed it. No, everything's fine, and I'm sure they didn't mean it, and and maybe it's best that you know you all you know have a get a divorce. I mean, it's like what? And that is where the church—they're destroying the fabric of our society because the church there's evil just permeated the church. That this that the story I was going to tell you is that I um, went to a very large church in Houston. I worked for someone who was a deacon at this church. He, on a routine basis, would cheat his employees. At one point, he owed me $20,000. And so he refused to pay me what he owed me. At that one point, I'm like, I'm leaving this company. I had another opportunity and I was leaving. He wanted me to stay. He begged me to stay. He, oh, finally, please, please, please stay. And so he, I knew I had a little bit of leverage because he wanted me to stay. I said, I will consider it if you will pay me what you owe me. And he still refused. So I left the company. I, uh, so the, I said, okay, the Bible says that we don't go before unbelievers in the civil courts. We go to the, to the elders in the church to resolve a matter. That's biblically what we do. So I went to the people in the church. Guess what? Same thing. Same thing. No, no. You know, you'll have to go ahead and go to the civil courts. I said, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that I'm supposed to come to you. They were not, they would not do 
anything about it, not say boo, wouldn't send him a text, an email or anything. They did not care. And it's the same thing. This is right. So I foolishly continued to go to this church, just holding my nose about that. At one point, just before the awakening, which I think was just you know, around the time of Trump's uh, run for office in his election. I, I woke up just a month before when all this, you know, just before Q started posting, I was, I was at church and I, I, I had gotten to the point where I could, I could, I couldn't even drive there. I mean, literally to drive there. I'm like, my stomach was churning. I'm like, I, Lord, you know, what do I, what do you want me to do? What do you want to, what do you want me to do? And I physically couldn't do it. And my sweet husband, he's just like, baby, you know, whatever you, you know, you need to do, then that's what we'll do. I was there the, the last time I was there. And I've, I've told the story one time before they, there was a man who was so tremendously, he was just a great teacher, Bible teacher. And he, um, he was just a great man. He had died of ALS and they're having this service and they just completely so rude. They basically pushed the person to off the stage who was speaking about him. And this man had given countless hours to the church and they're just like brushing him aside. And they're like, we're going to do it. You know, we, we need to move on with our lives because you know, whatever I was so horrified. I gave my, my, uh, I talked to the, to the family and for just a moment and I started to the car and it was as if a wind of God was under my behind and he's like you're move your behind and get off of this property as fast as you can and i have never been back i knew i knew i'm like i don't know what the lord is having me to do i do not know where he's going to guide me but i know and do you know what because i'm out of that brainwashing i can hear the lord so i can uh, i can discern truth and I can come on here and, on, and speak to you guys on, on YouTube videos. I know that I would not have been able to do it if I had still been sitting under this brainwashing. I'm, I'm just, that's just the fact. Okay. So this is what they're doing. They're what? And so then they're using these people to do their, whatever they want them to do in the name of Jesus. And so anyway, you might watch, I'm not going to, you know, obviously play the whole thing or whatever, but I just wanted you to see, this is in my opinion, the false prophet. This is the false prophet. This is where they use his name for power. And uh, you know, some of these things that they're talking about, and I had written a couple of notes down, that the senator was traveling in a hoff or uh, 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 Coburn, um, different ones, traveling to foreign countries and discussing matters with heads of state, just having a conversation about Jesus. No, this is non-consensual negotiations. This is, I'm sure, is part of the of the uh, the things that the indictments. I'm sure, I'm sure it is. And then the money would start flowing, and the drugs would start flowing, and influence in this relationship. And some of these people are like bad to the bone, and they're like, "Oh, it was just, it was just because we said the name Jesus, and all of a sudden we are friends." No, come on now. And you know, I we just didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know this was going on. Anyway, so and they're some of them were taking taking money. In kind and in kind contributions of flying here and jet, jetting there, and this is all this secret society stuff. But this one is the secret society in Jesus' name. Oh, Jesus, have mercy! Um, and the, the fact that there's no consequences, no repentance. Mm -mm, mm -mm. So if some if this were to happen to you, what would you expect to happen? Well, how would you feel if you were this Fred guy, right? 
What does the Bible say? The Bible actually says to excommunicate. Y'all know that. Did y'all know that it says that? In Matthew, actually, I didn't pull this one up. Let me pull it up. Matthew chapter 18, it talks about if there's a problem, this is how you deal with it. All right? Let's see if I can get to it. It says the first thing you do, ah, hang on real quick. Let me see if I can go get it to come up. Hold on real quick. All right, here we go. It says Matthew chapter 18, starting in verse 15. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. Okay, that's if, if you know, and, and, and actually this Fred guy tried to do that with Ensign, and, and, and he said, oh, I'm sorry, yes, you, oh, it's wrong, blah, 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 he did the bull, you know, and then that next day, he caught him with his wife. It's just like, because the problem is when people get away with stuff, they just, the Bible says they're fully set to do evil. When there's no swift consequences, no swift justice. So, but if he will not hear you, like he didn't in this case, take with you one or two more. And so Fred did that, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. But if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. Fred did exactly what he was supposed to do. And so this is what the Bible says, what Jesus says for us to do. If he refuses even to hear the church, the group, the, the gathering, the fellowship, whatever you want to call it, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. What does this mean? This means that he is no longer considered a brother. You say, you know, you're, you're out of fellowship. You're out of, you know, you're, you're, you're apostate. You have left the faith, okay, as if you're not even a believer. So someone goes, oh, well, isn't that cruel? No, it is kindness. It is kindness. Like with me, when I was growing up, they should have said, "You're. We need to talk about this. Have you truly repented, Melissa? Have you truly? Are you? You know? Are you walking with Him in faith?" And I would have been like, "No, I'm not." Well, then you need to pray. You need to seek Him and and plead with Him for the gift of repentance. And you need to turn from sin because this is serious, Melissa. They should have done them that way if they cared for me, but they didn't clearly. So the same thing, and they just want to use Ensign. They want to use Sanford. They want to use Inhofe. They want to use these people. Anyway, so it's not redemptive to skip repentance. It's not redemptive to skip the consequences because that is what is so important for us to learn. Um, I'll, I'll sing you this song. It says uh, in Hebrews 11, I think it is, for whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom the father does not chase? Hebrews 12, 6, and 7. It's actually Hebrews 12. It's part of the song. So he he loves you. If you're his child, he'll chasten you. You know, if, yeah, I don't chasten kids down the street. Now, maybe some of the kids who come to my house, you know, with youth group, I might chasten them, but not like their parent. You know, when you're there, when there's someone that, that they, you know, that is, is responsible for them, God is, feels that toward us. He says, I'm, I'm going to chasten you. I will correct you. And if we don't have this correction, we're not his children. That's what the verse is saying. Or what son is there whom the father doesn't chase it? It's not like we're not even a child. Okay, so I want you to see real quick before I move on is this is my uh, my scripture song. If y'all want to learn these songs and have them in your heart all the time, it, go to my site. It, I've got them on there pretty much just at cost. I want to sing.net slash ecom Z. Okay, I want to sing.net slash ecom 
E-C-O-M-M-Z, and you can click on them. And, and I now have it where you can buy them even if you're overseas, and, um, and there's a special shipping charge, but we're making it happen. So all right, so this is what's going on with these people. And did you notice there at 133 C Street, that, and, and more and more, and I'm like, oh, I just saw that the other day on something. I'm like, oh, no. Oh no, one three three. I'm like, oh no, oh no. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. This was in. Uh, this is Ivanwald. This is where the people who are joining the fellowship they go and stay in this place and they get schooled in this thing. And it's on one three three. Anyway, all right. So I wanted you to know about that. This is this is the easy believism. The easy believism is this. Just just believe. Do you believe? Did Jesus die on the cross? Yes. And it is, we are saved by faith, but it's not faith. He says, show me your faith without your works. And I'll show you my faith by my works. You know, so you show, your faith is, is proven out by the fruit, by the evidence that you are living a life that is pleasing to him. And I want you to read this wonderful passage with me from 1 John chapter 3. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Again, a child that the Father is chasing sometimes. Therefore, the world doesn't know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he's revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. No more deception. We will see true someone who's truly righteous, someone who is, is, is true love, true justice, okay? Truth just coming out of his mouth like a sword. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. What does this mean? Uh, are we saved by works? No. What it means is that when we grow close to Christ, we want to be just like him. And we want to, we don't want to have anything that would make us not feel that close relationship. And so we leave off this and we leave off there. Like that's just keeping me from feeling close to the Lord. Okay. So that's what this is, uh, what it's talking about there. Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness. And sin is lawlessness. Remember how the, the, man, uh, the, the, the Antichrist is called the man of lawlessness. I have a video, I'll link it here, that is called the Antichrist. Um, and it's called, it's, he's also called the man of lawlessness, without law, without consequences, without justice, without chastening. Okay, they skip past repentance and all that. Man of lawlessness, no, we don't have to go through all that. And you don't have to, you know, repent, all that. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And in him, there is no sin. Whoever abides in him does not sin. What? That's not what we've been taught in church. In the modern church has just been like, oh, well, we all, we're sinners. We're all sinners. We're all sinners, sinners, sinners. The Bible says whoever abides in him does not sin. Doesn't sin. What does it mean? I, th I think it's being habitually. You don't just sit in a sin and just stay in it and say, oh, well, just, we're all sinners. I'm going to do that because I'm a sinner. No, they don't stay in that. We don't stay in that. We we continually purify by the power of the Lord, the Holy Spirit within us, right? Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. So that's serious. And those are some of the words that they should have said. You don't know the Lord. That's what they should have said to me when I was young. You don't know the Lord, Melissa. You don't know him. You know about him, but you don't know him personally. Little children, let no one deceive you. 
And that's me. I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to be deceived. And I don't want to deceive anybody. I'm not, don't let anyone deceive you. Don't believe these people, uh, you know, who are saying they're Christians and they're, they're not living righteously. Let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous for just as he is, just as he is righteous, our Lord Jesus. He who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of Man was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And I'm telling you right now, the works of the devil are being destroyed in our day, and we are part of the movement. That we're part of that. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. And you know, uh, I was just uh, talking about this. He says, you know, when I first became a Christian, I still it was hard to turn away from some of the things that I've been doing. He says, but it would just make me so sick. You make me so sick. He's like, I can't do it anymore. I can't do the evil anymore because I can't, you know, yeah, I'm just, I can't do it. It, won't, it makes me sick. All right. I wanted to read to you one other thing. Hang on real, real quick. Okay. So here's the passage about uh, Matthew 18, 15, about, you know, about excommunication. And the point about excommunication is that that person will come to their senses and leave off the evil and say, I've, you know, I, this is serious. I, you know, these people are saying I'm, I'm lost and I'm, I'm going to be, you know, in away, away from, if I'm away from the church, if the believers, I'm, I'm, they're saying I'm away from them, then, then I'm away from the Lord. I'm, you know, I've got to take this seriously. That's the point. It's supposed, it's intended for redemption to bring that person back into fellowship. It's not to hurt. It's to heal. Okay. All right. So that was, I wanted to share with you guys that, and look at this. Look at your social security card, the pillars, the Masonic pillars, and that you, the third pillar, we're in the middle because the third pillar is the slaves. The social security card is our slave card. So there's the Masonic pillar uh, columns right there, and the third pillar is us in the middle. We're in the middle. So, hello. <laughs> All right. So this is on our community page, our lovely Melania. Did you guys see this? I hope you saw this on the community page. I knew that dress meant something. That dress was too shocking to not mean something. And so it is um, basically that this, this flower is a hibiscus. It's a hibiscus flower. Um, let me see if I can bring it bigger so you can see it a little bit more. Well, no, it's not doing that. Anyway, so uh, it's a hibiscus. It is the name of the hibiscus flower is the perfect storm. Oh, <laughs> Isn't that terrific? Isn't that wonderful? And then on the back, it's totally gold-backed. There's no flower on the back. It's gold-backed. It's gold-backed. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's just so great. I just love it. She's a troll, too. Just oh, what, what a beautiful message with a beautiful dress from our beautiful Melania. Isn't that so wonderful? Guys, just hang on tight. We are going to have our money back backed by gold we'll take all that fake money back to them and tell them to do whatever they want to all right so uh, that's that's it for today i wanted you to hear about that you can check that, that out on netflix or wherever and don't forget to like and share and subscribe i think that um, i'm getting a lot more people who are seeing this channel and i'm so glad so thank you so much for sharing it um and and passing it along i think that um it's really um it's a you know, the ones who are new just keep coming and saying that they're so glad that they have found us and, uh, and our fellowship here. It, we are the ones who have the true fellowship. We are the ones who have the true fellowship, not that 
fakey, shaky stuff with the real true fellowship. I know you guys are all from all over the world. I've met you guys from China, from, from, uh, from New Zealand, from uh, UK and from Ireland. And it's just so wonderful. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. So thankful that we are here. Don't forget to make sure your bell is rung. Don't forget to like, don't forget to make sure you're, you're subscribed, make sure you share. And um, don't forget to, uh, if you want to check out and sing with me and learn all these songs and have the word of Christ dwelling in you richly. Thank you so much, Lord. Oh, that you have awakened us to true repentance and that we don't skip over that. You tell us that your sheep hear your voice and that we follow after you and that, um, that, that those who, who truly know you, will, we purify ourselves as you are pure because we want to truly have fellowship with you, first of all, and then we have fellowship with each other. You tell us that, that we have fellowship with you and therefore we have fellowship with each other. We pray, oh Lord, that you would just continue to strengthen us, uh, it, uh, make our bonds of, of fellowship stronger. Give us that wisdom to know who is true and who is not. Help us to follow your word, Lord, whatever you've told us to do so that we can keep our fellowship um, where it's a righteous fellowship, where the, the decisions that we are making in, the, in our communities and all throughout the, the, the country and the world are righteous decisions. We pray you would strengthen your people, uh, strengthen them and, and, and raise them into these positions of authority, that they will make righteous decisions and not be living a double life. Oh, Lord, we pray you would cleanse our land. We pray you cleanse all the CEOs. We pray you cleanse all the judges. We pray you cleanse Congress, we pray you would cleanse the medical community and um, uh, our schools. Oh Lord, cleanse our schools. We pray you cleanse our finances and our Federal Reserve. Lord, we're looking for the day when all these things are are cleansed and healed and set right. We thank you so much for our president. Continue to strengthen him and guide him, and uh, just more help more and more to wake up touch them right now lord jesus that they will awaken from their slumber and uh, and, and begin to to seek out truth touch them with truth oh lord awaken their their minds to truth we thank you lord we praise you in jesus name amen all right guys i love you and i will talk to you soon all right bye